0: Right. Well, hold on. So Ed needs to start, and then introduce Paul, so Paul can introduce himself before we start. So it's right. like everything else.
1: Right. Welcome back. My name's Ed. I broke my back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we yes. can talk about the GoFundMe page for his training <laughs> <ways>.
1: First prosthesis. <laughs> <laughs> Not. It's preferred. like a pump-up um, shoe. Yeah, you just the rebound.
0: Yeah. Right up. <laughs> It's nice. like a BB gun. You don't want to go over 10 pumps or thing will explode. <laughs> <laughs> but you do that 11 just to see what happens. <laughs> all right, Ed. Ready? Welcome to Dave Floor
1: Discussions with Ed Pinnell, John Morrison, Brian Cole, and Eric Field. With special guest Paul again.
2: All right, so it's been like a month since we all got together. All two of our adoring fans have been missing us, so... Glad to get everyone back together. Two months, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I've missed you guys. In case everybody, I say know, that every
1: time. I'm in like, back.
2: Since I saw you guys in- riding
1: around on this tricycle.
2: Yeah, it's true. I didn't put my training wheels on. Oh, wore my wingies. Still fell. Oh well, I'm here. And today we have Paul. Paul, what are you doing with us
1: today?
3: i I'm your special guest today, nice. as this podcast.
1: So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background?
3: Um, let's see, I've been in the fire service since 1981. I'm currently firefighter paramedic uh, here in the town. I've recently upgraded myself to registered nurse working at Central Maine Medical Center, but not leaving the ambulance. Also a successful grant writer with uh, 20 plus projects and $1.2 million managed.
1: Nice. Nice. Very nice. So what would you like to talk about today?
3: Well, my thought was is how does a department transition from um, 100% uh, pager-based on-call, come when you can, if you can, to a department that is now looking at uh, hiring full-time people?
2: So. Have you listened to any of the stuff we've done in the past?
3: I'm not on social media. Ed. <laughs> Sorry. We'll
2: we'll we'll send you. I mean, it's probably a little late now. We should have done it beforehand. But what we actually left off talking about um, last week, or whenever it was, we got back together, um, was the town basically getting what they paid for. So uh, I think I mean I'm the lowest guy on the totem pole here. I, I'm I don't handle any of the staffing. In any of my departments but uh, I think it has to start with a town that wants that coverage so a lot of times uh, the town doesn't recognize needing full-time coverage so they allow it to go so long thinking it's worked this way why are we gonna change it now and uh, then they get really upset when there's a a big fire and you've got three people available and the yep. rest of your department's gone for the weekend.
3: Is it a challenge also with the town of Casco with the seasonal people that yes. uh, you get people from city environments where 911 gets you four police cars and six fire engines in four minutes, and then they come up here and 911 gets you. Whatever's available. Whatever's available. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I know here in Casco, the chief has been working very strong uh, to meet the expectations of not only the citizens that are here year-round, but those people that come and visit.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's difficult to kind of rehash what we were talking about, but, I mean, that's that's kind of where we left off, was that um, the the town needs to recognize its needs, the people in that town need to recognize its needs, and what they're requesting. Um, when they expect that, that city coverage, that they expect to have hired trucks and uh, employees ready to go and ambulances ready to go, that's what they vote for, you know? That's what they need to vote for. And if they don't vote for it or they vote against it,
1: you're gonna get what's available. Right, right. And Maine's such a unique place in that a lot of its economy um, survives off of tourist and seasonal stuff. So literally, during the winters, it could be feast or famine. And then the summertime, it's just. What? Can you turn this down a little bit? Ed, this is why we do it before. But yes, I can. <laughs> so, anyway, wintertime is feast or famine. <laughs> I don't even know what button
2: you are. Fine. Just leave it alone. It's fine. All right. um, you guys tell me if I'm. It sounds like I'm way too. And then up.
1: summertime, we grow, we triple our, um, our population. And that's when the majority of our calls come in. Is that better?
3: Yeah, an example of that is Point Sebago. Um, I can't remember exactly, but they're like 500 acres on a dead end road, and their max census in the summertime could be as high as 6,600 people.
4: That's about half. Their peak weeks they had 15,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow.
3: And that's a lot of people for a single that,
4: lane road. When you go from a wintertime population of 3,700, 3,800 people to 15,000. Yep at a single location. That's okay. that adds a significant strain to the system. Mm. Right. You know?
2: And like John was saying, we're kinda of unique in that I I mean I'm sure there's obviously other places that have fluctuations like that. But it's hard to I, I imagine it's hard to try and explain that to a budget committee and say, you know, we need to have a certain amount of coverage and we can't exactly like we have so many people in town this, this month, so this is the staffing we need to have. Like, you're not going to change your staffing around month to month based on population at that time. No, so but it,
4: it comes down to public education. Right. It comes down to educating my bosses um, and the, the decision makers on how we're going to protect the town. Right. So if we, can, if we can improve their knowledge on it, um then we we create the dialogue back and forth so it's more of a common discussion than like 15 or 20 years ago when we only had three guys show up right or well 15
1: 20 15 years ago years i think ago, his yeah. point was yeah, that we'd we had, have 30 guys right, show up
4: right yeah. probably closer but, to 30 years right
0: okay hey, But you get a baby set in this new direction like Explaining to the public, like what Brian was saying, but you also got to do a little bit at a time. Like, instead of getting to that point where you're like, Oh my god, I got to hire six guys, hire two, prove what they can do for the citizens, prove what they've changed, prove your efficiency, and then go for that next two and work your way up instead of, Oh my god, all of a sudden I've got to do this or we don't have a department. Right. Right.
2: And you've really got to have all the right people in all the right positions because you got to have people, you know, in the officers' positions that are not only keeping kind of wheels on the bus, but also keeping that, uh, that data that can prove that when yeah. somebody's asking, what have you guys done, what have you accomplished? Well, well, here's what we've done. And Then you need to have the people in, or the right people in the positions that are actually going to listen and have that conversation. Right. Because you know, if, if Chief were to take a question the wrong way and not take it as actually a, a learning opportunity to, to teach someone what's going on, and took it as maybe an offensive thing that, like, why don't you guys know this or why don't you do that, then that can cause an issue. And on the opposite end, if they're not willing to listen and all they're trying to do is poke holes in your organization to shoot a budget down, then that's no good either. Right,
1: right. but I also, like, from what Eric said, I mean, we kind of we knew this was coming even 30 years ago. I'm mean, We saw the signs mm. and we let it progress to the point of now we're asking for two people full-time or one person full-time and when we went from 30 people to now we're saying we need one person full-time and we can only guarantee during the day that you're maybe going to get three or four people we failed somewhere down the line of going from 30 to four i mean this conversation should have started a long time ago and maybe it did but it was just falling on deaf ears it it did happen yeah um it with the
4: comprehensive plan, um, this was a discussion that was was had two two chiefs ago. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was recorded, written down. Um, so it's not. We we saw it coming. It was just more of a difficult sell, in that in that period between, we've got thirty guys showing up to a call, to the per diem or you know we've got four or five guys showing up. Right.
0: But moving moving ahead in this, isn't the problem more not explaining why you need those more people, but it's the financial end of things? Aren't people just afraid their taxes are gonna go up and we're gonna have to pay more money? But really what I've what I've seen in the conversations I've had is people forget that we're taxpayers too. Right. We're not looking to jack our taxes just like we don't want to jack their taxes. But right. if you can prove the efficiency and why we're doing what we're doing and why we need to do what we're doing Right. It, it's huge.
4: Efficiency is one thing and safety is another. Exactly. You know, and, and to explain to those decision makers that we are held to certain requirements um, to do certain jobs, if we don't have that, we can't do it. If we don't have the resources, we
1: can't make that happen. So, And the sad part is it's only, it's only going to get worse. I mean, if we look back at history, it's going to get worse. We went from 30... We had the supplement, now we have four. What is 10 years down the road going to look like if we don't step in and correct it now? Right. Because in my opinion, mm-hmm. the fire service and EMS service is not sustainable in the state of Maine. It's, it's literally just the, our small town, these small towns, these little pockets with their individual fire and EMS service, we're sharing people, and it's going to get to a point when there's not enough people to share. Right. And either the state, something's bad going to happen, and the state's going to come in and shut them down, and then they're going to rely on mutual aid, or the towns or the counties are going to have to step up and do something. Yep. It's yep.
2: a it's a difficult balancing act too, because when you, at least in my experience, when you go to a town and say. All right, we we have this for a talent pool. Uh, we would like to increase our budget to do this, this, and this. They go, well, you've gotten by this so far and gotten this done with this budget. You know why? Why do you need more? Yeah. And then you go, okay, well then we're just, you know, we're not going to do anything if you're not going to pay for it. We're not going to do anything. And then they come back and go, well, you haven't done anything in the past. Why would we pay you to try and do something different? So it's a weird like. Dynamic. That's why yeah. I'm saying you you need to have the right people in those positions
1: because yeah. some right. people in, just want to argue. They just in want your to say, area didn't you just, didn't you guys just go reverse? Like weren't you running a per diem program? Yeah, so it's in your happened. It's happened and then twice. Go back to volunteer. Uh,
2: so a local department actually had a full time fire department, and then they operated like that for for I don't know how long. I mean I'm fairly new to that area, but they had a record of having a full time department and then just the right or wrong person depending on how you look at it got into local government and said why are we spending all this money on a full-time department and they go on whatever it is 250 300 calls a year you know why are we spending that money and then they shut it down and then it went to the point where you've got these people that just you know the people that worked there full-time said or kind of felt like they got slapped in the face, like the town didn't want them there, and they said, right. you know what, not only am I not going to do full-time, I'm not going to volunteer, I'm done with this town. So they went from having full-time coverage to, you know, Nothing. Ten, 10 people yeah. that yeah. wanted to stick around, and most of those guys were just right. old and retired and, you know, could could be around, but limited in capability. Right. And then more recently, we tried... Tried kind of a, uh, a combined per diem program where we actually took two different towns and said, we're going to cover these two towns from one town at a time. You know, two people on here Monday, two people on here Tuesday, and keep switching back and forth. And we found that kind of one town took it more seriously than the other. Right. Uh, somebody felt like they were getting kind of screwed over a little bit. And then it turned to one town that was doing coverage for both towns. And then basically, again, the town management stepped in and said, well, you guys haven't really done much, Uh, you know. Right, we're doing the best we can (laughs) with what you gave us. Right, we're paying you to stand around and uh, we feel like that's not really appropriate anymore. So they see, that, shut it down.
0: That's the other thing. you got, you got departments that can see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and are looking to progress forward and fix this problem. And yet I know a few towns around here that will hide the fact that they need the help. They'll bank their roster up with people that are fairly active or inactive or even some deceased people and keep telling the leadership in that town, oh, we got 40, 50 guys when really they only have 15 because they don't want to look bad. They don't want to look like they're failing as leaders or that the department's going in a decline. But eventually, they're going to have to bite the bullet and say, right. hey, we, we haven't been telling the truth.
1: I, I know a department like that, but it's the, almost the, there's no transparency. So they're saying, well, we have all this, we have all that. And when you work there or you go there, they're not filling shifts. Trucks aren't being fully staffed. But they're saying that there is and they want more, but they can't even operate to the current level. So there's no transparency. And then I love to watch the budget committees and select board meetings because like in that department I'm talking about, the select board has no idea what's going on. And you can tell clearly that the select board hates the fire department. The fire department hates the select board. Well, that's it, is like amazing. it is better <laughs> so, than like the reality TV because it is just awesome. And so the
0: transparency is what I'm talking about, is, is the, the town that I'm talking about, they kind of put the, pull the wool over the people's right. eyes and not exactly tell them what's really going on right. because they don't want to look bad. Right. right.
2: But that's kind of what I was saying, you know, about having the right people in the right place and opening up those conversations. Because like you said, that, you know, the select board doesn't know what's going on <coughs> at the fire department. Well, it's kind of part of the fire department's... Responsibility, uh, responsibility yeah, yeah. to let them know That's, that's my <coughs> responsibility Yeah, and It's then, my
4: responsibility to go back to the town and educate them and inform them on what we're doing, how we're doing it and uh, what we need to look at for changes But
2: they need to be willing to listen as well yeah. because like I said, a, a lot of times or at least the few times that I've stepped into local government they will ask questions not to educate themselves but to hope that you fail in answering it so that they can cut your budget Right or to make yeah. you look bad. Make yeah. you look bad. Yeah. Right.
0: But we're here talking today, honestly, that it's not just one department. It no, is nationwide it's right. that this
1: membership and active well, volunteerism, people is a problem. Volunteerism. Yeah. National. I think it is. It uh, doesn't yeah. matter if you're FDNY dying, or here. Right. Volunteerism is dying, unfortunately. The There's saying? not enough people to volunteer. Now, don't get me wrong, we have some amazing volunteers. They're just few and far between. Like the, one, the people that do volunteer. Here and across the river are awesome. I mean, they're great, but we only have like four. four well, of the problem them, is, and I mean,
0: they're not I've
2: getting any about younger. It before. Right, right, that too. But, uh, you know, the volunteers can very easily feel like they're being stepped on because why, why am I going to come here and volunteer my time? I mean, paid on call, really, but uh, volunteer for the most part when you have a staff.
4: you know it just doesn't feel equal man that is a hard hard I know it's right but that's that's
1: that's 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 kind of a lot of this is on us one transparency and two is public education like they said yeah well you have staff why do I need a volunteer Um, show them videos of a structure fire and be like four people can't handle this two people can't handle this three people can't handle this a dozen yeah, a dozen <laughs> no, people can handle it. Use more realistic numbers. I mean. Just look at, uh, yeah, look at our calls, and look how many towns we've had to call in just to handle a structure fire in one town. God forbid there's multiple structure t- fires across several towns in our area where things are so bad. So my yeah. problem
2: hasn't necessarily been these big events, though, that require a lot of help. Generally, when there's a car mm-hmm. accident, when there's a structure fire, or something like that, people come out of the woodwork because, like we've said before— when you're actually doing the work, it, it doesn't really feel like you're volunteering. It feels like you're getting some...
4: It's a something sense of accomplishment. Back from,
2: right, a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. The problem becomes when that structure fire is over, when that car accident's over, putting the trucks back in, in, um, in so, operation, yes. yeah. uh, packing hose, uh, putting the ambulance back together, washing everything, you know, putting fuel in the truck, that's when the volunteers go oh, We've got a staff. You know, four people can handle washing a truck and putting a truck back together. That's not a structure fire. Yep, so why right. am I gonna, you know, right. why am I gonna hang out, and waste my time? Let's you because know, it's paid on call. But like at the end of the day, for the work that you're putting in, you know, it's it it's taxing. That's
3: that's a whole different issue. And I mean, getting back yeah. to the volunteer downstairs in our uh, meeting room kitchen area, there's newspaper articles from the '50s about Casco struggling to get people on the fire department and what they did to um, how the community came together. But it was a newspaper article that brought the attention to the actual issue and um, professional full-time. I'm thinking Westbrook back in 1990 when they had drivers on their trucks and all of the firefighters were volunteer and um, the conflict of you know, who's my boss? Um, you're just the driver, type of thing. Yeah, but um,
1: there will always be conflict. I'd rather have simple, little, normal human being conflict than not have anybody at all. Right. You know, because we're we're human beings. We're going to fight people. We're going to you know argue. We're not going to agree 100 percent, despite what the media is telling you nowadays that you're supposed to agree 100 percent with everybody. It's just not plausible it can't be done right no um so we're gonna argue we're gonna fight we're gonna have our differences but i'd much rather have that in verbal discussion than not have anybody here to argue with right, you, right here <laughs> to argue with <laughs> like sitting in a station arguing with myself and I I mean, say, moral well, of
2: the story is john needs more people to argue with right so. <laughs> come talk to me that's the difference, no, to argue, to argue to argue
0: and to argue to make things better
2: right. right well that's like i said you know before it's 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 the difference between somebody asking a question to get educated and somebody asking a question to argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that's that's the two, the two different types of people, and uh, unfortunately, there's always going to be someone that likes to
4: screw up the matrix. Oh, those
0: trolls are out there. Yep. They're and everywhere. they
4: they'll forever be there. You know, right. but I mean, kind of to tie it back to some of the previous episodes, social media, the public education, um, last year really put. kink in a lot of things we we do um hopefully we can move past that this year but um you know the 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 public education is really social media is essential um it's it's interesting it's amazing to see the responses that you get through social media right
1: Um, well you we're showing people what exactly we do right we're trying to be as transparent as not Whereas you know, other departments completely shun away from social media. Yeah. They actually call us and tell us to take down photos. Yeah, It's difficult, though. I
2: mean, you get both sides of it because uh, actually going back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, some of the departments in my area that had moved backwards from from staffing to going back to volunteer, uh, you know, the town was in an uproar because they heard that they fired all these people and that uh, we were doing it strictly because budget, you know. Budget was a big part of it, but also to a certain degree, we couldn't get people to come in and work because it wasn't a f- full-time offered position. It was per diem. So, I mean, I'm sure you've run into that before. You you can't have 40 hours of coverage when you only have three people with part-time availability that you can only give so many hours a right. week. So then you have a balancing act. Or, so, I mean, this was a collective decision. I, I guess I should have explained that a little bit better before that it wasn't... Wasn't strictly a, a, a town shut us down per budget thing. There oh, was. no, it was personal. A, <laughs> I heard all about it. I saw the Facebook so, <laughs> post. So there there was a dialogue. Everything the on fire the internet's department. real and right. correct. Right. So there was a dialogue between the fire department and the town that said, you know, we're having trouble staffing and the budget's getting a little screwy. Um, you know, we all agree that it's time to shut it down. And then it got to Facebook about how the town was firing all the firefighters and you know we weren't gonna be able to, to cover our town anymore. And so that social media is really a double-edged sword because it turns into a game of telephone that like who heard what, when, and how. And then people get yelling at each other when they don't have any of the actual information of what happened. You know, so it's good. I love it for trainings. I love taking pictures of trainings and putting it up there and saying, yeah. this is what we're working on. You know, this is, this is what your firefighters in your town are capable of doing. Um, but I think when it gets to kind
1: of the political side right. of things, it's too easy to, to skew. And going back to your shared employees, like we have people here that work like uh, three other jobs. So we're literally sharing them with three other departments. And it's funny when you, when you comment about um, scheduling, is like a lot of them, and like this is a fairly new thing because it never used to be this way a lot of them want monday through friday 6 a.m to 6 p.m yeah. and then they get upset because you can't give them monday through friday 6 a.m to 6 p.m because 90 percent of our employees that's what they want right and then there's been several times the chief and i have been like look this one paramedic in particular like this isn't a nine to five job like look you either do it or you don't. Right. We can't promise you hours because everybody wants that. There's nights, there's weekends, and there's holidays. Mm-hmm. So you want hours. There's hours out there. But you can't... You, you just, Unless you break your back. See, and then right. there's... Unless you're ed. <laughs> <laughs> Then you go down south and break your back, and now he's forever in a wheelchair. I know there's no cameras. You can't see it, but it's awful. He's literally leaning over, drooling, and trying to talk to a mic right now. <laughs> see, and that's the pros, pros and cons, typical, John, with... is...
0: You, when you go full time then everybody's like well then you have to give them benefits and the vacation time and this and that
1: they're human beings so, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you invest my so my, my argument mind. with that is that angers me and i see that I see it on the local television in the select board meetings. They're like, well, if we did that, we'd have to give them benefits. We'd have to give them time off. And I'm like, they're your employees. Yeah, like anybody else that works for the town. Why is the fire department separate
0: than the public works or anything else? You're
1: talking about a human being. Why are you like, well, then we'd have to do that. Clearly, it's an us versus them mentality. You see it a lot, especially for officers, subordinates, select boards, and um, departments it's like an us versus them and they're like well then we'd have to actually care about somebody and actually do something <laughs> but before
0: you jumped in what i was going to get oh, at sorry. oh you're fine what i was going to get at is the, the versus the per diem side of things where you do have these shared employees that well if they're working here from six to six they also got to be at the next place at six right So who's covering that in between how they get over there if they had a late call and now all of a sudden they can't come in for an hour and a half or they went, oh, well, I'm going to get paid more at that town. So I'm not going to cover your shift today. I'm going to cover theirs because I'm going to make three more bucks. We uh, would you say that doesn't happen?
1: Well, it doesn't happen here. Okay, because I was going to say (laughs) you you
0: called me out the other day about not knowing somebody that doesn't help out there, their fire members and, and officers that just caught them at the the neck but i know there's places where right that's so a huge here, problem it,
1: it happened like once or twice but we quickly talked to that person we're like look we're willing to give you shifts but if you're going to drop them every time you get a better offer we want we need to guarantee that that spot's filled any oh, right. continuity yeah.
0: absolutely so I'm just noting that that is an issue on the per diem side of things. Oh, I'm sure. And then all of a sudden you've got those three days that you have nobody available. Now, and now an officer's going to cover
1: it. Or because... you jack up the price to try to steal all the per diems. There stuff. you go. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a vicious, <laughs> vicious.
4: Well, it's it, it for, from my aspect, I, I have to invest in my people, you know, like I, and this is, this is the discussion that we had with the select board of they, our per diem employees or our volunteers have been here. They're doing the job. We need to show our appreciation and we need to show our commitment to them to be able to offer those positions. Yes, benefits cost. That's not a secret. There's no, there's no way around it. Um, you're not going to be able to have a full-time employee and not have benefits. Um, It's, it's difficult to not be able to offer something to per diems and volunteers that on a national level needs to be, needs to be hammered out and, and find out ways to show appreciation, um, for the nights, weekends, and holidays that you're away from your family for someone else's.
2: And that's kind of what I was getting at earlier when, you know, we talk about having, um, paid on call people that, Yeah, you're getting paid, but the amount of times that you've gotten torn away from your kid's birthday party, you've gotten torn away from family gatherings, you've gotten torn away from a night's sleep, you know, that's, you're getting some
1: money out of it, but you're, it doesn't pay, you know? Right. And then you get to the the reward, the reward versus, I mean, the benefit versus the, you know, what I'm talking about, um, you are like, well, $20 for 8 hour structure fire and 10 years from now I'm going to need a new knee is it really worth that 20 bucks and
0: and Paul there's there's grants out there that can help with some of this stuff yeah but it only goes for like a year or two and then the town has to pick it up so it's a good way to introduce the program and show the efficiency if you do it right so that they will pick up the tab and run with it but there are grants out there that help yeah, this the, situation um,
3: the federal government has a program called Safer, which is Staffing Assistance for Firefighter Recruitment and Retainments, something like that. And currently, the program is that it's a three-year grant, and they cover like 80% the first year, 50% the second year, and 20% the third year, with um, no requirement for the town to hold on to those people. So. A recent project that I worked on to put four people, hire four people full time, which is effectively one person a day for the whole year, one person for 24 hours, with a rotating schedule, four people to cover it is like 1.4 million, including benefits, for that three-year period. So it's expensive. I mean, that's that's three years of full-time. Uh, money, um, but it shows that it gives the town the ability to put these people into position, show the benefit of the program, and uh, the need to keep them after that end of the three-year period and moving them forward. Um, it's a great way to um, stick your toe in the water, if you will, to see if the benefit's there um, and continue on. Now that $1.4 million, that's the federal side of it, and excuse me, that's not the federal side. That's the complete project um, for that uh, time frame. So staff is expensive. Um, yes, it can be covered uh, through taxpayer money, um, and if it works, we can continue it forward, um, and if it doesn't work, um, the town has the option to step away from it many towns currently in southern maine are benefiting from that program and um, at least one town i know of has completed their required time frame and they decided that it was the cost benefit was worth it and they've kept their full-time people and um because the citizens who um, was that it wasn't me Um, the citizens saw the benefit, Those and um, you know it was good communication, transparency, and they're they're keeping the program going forward.
1: Sweet.
2: So, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the next step is in this area?
1: As far as everybody's still confused by that mystery uh, mic sound. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, where do we go from here? I mean, well, now that Ed's favorite topic, COVID, is ending, and then he <laughs> ended up breaking his back so he can't really do anything. So that was extended <laughs> for you an extra year or so. Yeah. And um, so where do we go from here? I mean, we're tra- We're starting to tra- – we've had our first in-person training as a department um, last Thursday, so that was yeah. good. That was good. Yep, we That's got 10 people. Yeah, That's not bad. That's
2: – yeah. So was that because of a change in regulations or just people feeling more comfortable
1: to come out? Both. Yeah. Relaxed yeah, regulations and people probably feeling more comfortable. And from here we're going to try to do continue down this process of get, getting more trainings. So we just recently had a, a building donated to us. Yes. that we can play with.
0: Which is fantastic because that doesn't happen a lot nowadays. No. Right. Nope. We used to get buildings all the time donated, and now there's so many hoops to jump through. They're hard to find. Yeah. and you no, can only normal. do so much in a concrete building before it's just the same, not cutting it. Yeah, the same thing. So,
4: yeah, no, I mean it's it's. Uh, I think getting the training back up and running is um, it's essential because we. We again, we've talked about this prior. How realistic can we make something in virtual reality? You know, like <laughs> right. I mean, it's just—I
0: it. don't know. I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm, I'm really got my heart set that this year is going to be a little different because now we're getting over this Corona hump. The sunshine and snow's melting. We just got a new batch of instructors through a program. Mm-hmm. We got a building donated, and I think a lot of people that have been hung out to dry for a year and doing everything zoom are yep. ready to get their hands dirty and are ready to get down and dirty and do some stuff and i am excited to get out and do some stuff myself yep All right yep. and i'm hoping that everybody else is we have a new training center
1: yes Ed. More we and know more props <laughs> what, what <laughs> did uh, eric call it the dump site yeah the dump site so why dump. did i
0: call it the dump, dump site right. ed don't don't because make me look bad it's at a former
2: former landfill Ah. Uh-huh. oh
0: so but we do so
2: have we have a um, connex box that we've modified um, to use as a burn building. Uh we have a roof prop now that you can get on uh cut some vent holes, work with ladders. We have a um, shell of a car. uh single one up there. We can't burn can't burn vehicles because of all the different stuff that's in it uh and we do have some regulations as far as uh what we can burn at that site where it used to be a landfill. So we're just going to take that shell and burn uh, hay and pallets so that you can get used to staying at certain angles to the car, being able to pop the hood, pop the trunk, pop the doors. Uh, We do have the capability of bringing cars up there for extrication training. We have other buildings, taller buildings up there that we can use to throw ladders. We do have an area we can use as a classroom. Um, There's an area up there that we're going to use for uh, Forestry training so that you can uh, dig some fire lines and stuff like that. Sounds so. exciting! I love digging fire. lines. You know lines. what <laughs> I have? But we—I'm just. <laughs> you know so what I got? Do a, I'm doing a, I got a uh, house donated to us. I'm doing a shameless you plug here for it? a Surf bunch of different
1: rescue, different writ, uh, things throwing you can ladders, smudge pots. <laughs> One time. No, you got it for <laughs> several months. <laughs> And you
4: got that for us?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> so so, uh, so how'd, how'd you do that, John? Uh, my chief. <laughs> you know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy who knows the girl.
2: We're not, we're not going to name any names, but uh, <laughs> some officer helped you out,
1: right? That's what we somebody, do. Right? Somebody does a thing. We don't
2: name names, so somebody helped me out. But yep. I, yep. A building someplace to do some
3: things.
4: And it's a big building, too. It's big. It's and huge. I'm... I'm really optimistic and excited to get some training done in there for sure
0: that'll be cool Uh, the the person that donated this to you does not understand what they've done like the abilities they gave us and the stuff that we can do for our individuals in that yeah yeah. is uh, there's no price attached to it it's tremendous
3: Yeah. yeah i'm thinking not only does it do the the individual skills of um uh, opening up walls opening up roofs uh forcible extrication but crew dynamics yep. great opportunity to train prospective officers existing officers on managing their crews communicating the, and it's, this
0: particular building is good size multiple floors multiple window sizes like yeah. there's okay. all kinds of different scenarios we can do in this
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so without naming any names um to
4: the property owner who gave us access to that thank you um you know who you are and uh, we greatly appreciate you doing that for us
0: yes so yep
4: thank you
2: so that's moving forward with training do you think uh, training is gonna be the key to retaining some people or getting new people on or i would
4: i would like to get the people that were here in 2019 to come back through the door okay um i would love to see some new people come through um and, but more importantly, using the resources that we have and reigniting that fire, kicking off the dust. Kick it off. Yep.
3: And I'm sitting here thinking, public relations. We need to get this out into the local papers, the TVs. Well, that's the
1: thing. If we start, if we show them the training we're doing with that building, hopefully someone will be like at home, be like, I want to do that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Or I have a building that they can do that with, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. that'll be
2: good. It'd be nice, uh I mean what do you do you think that fall off was strictly due to COVID or you think other things happened between two thousand nineteen and, and now that
4: you lost attendance? I think I think that COVID was the biggest catalyst for it. Um you're always gonna have that fluctuation with a volunteer organization. We call it volunteer, yes, paid on call. 30 years ago when I started, it was volunteer. Right. You mm-hmm. know, not one of us signed up for a paycheck. <laughs> so, right. So um, there still is a volunteer service in, in America, um, and we just need to kind of reignite that.
2: What about a junior program? Have you had any interest in juniors around here?
4: No. I mean, we talked about this too. We, we kind of lost a lot of that when um, the vocational center lost yeah. out. I mean, we had we had essentially full-time recruitment for that um, to students, and there there was not a lot of interest.
2: We've had a few in my area, and uh, it's it's been a problem keeping them on. Uh, I think a lot of times they come through the door with you know big hopes and intentions of being the firefighter they see on TV and running into burning buildings and whatever. And then when they come through and realize there's only so much you can do as a junior, you have to put some time in before you can actually do anything. Um, Even as an adult, you need to have all this training. And I think they get real excited at first, and then six months later, you never hear
0: from them again. Some of that's the generation gap. They're, They're looking for that immediate gratification. And... Uh, us we were around that time where we didn't look for that but it seems like the kids now are looking for that instant we also
1: were allowed to
0: do more back then yeah
2: you had more fires right i mean right right now i think i would say the single biggest problem that i have is trying to talk to these juniors and say you know you know eventually we'll get to go to a fire you know you're not always going to go to a tree on a wire you're not always going to go to a car that slid off the road you're not always going to go to lift assists like Eventually, 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 you will actually. Will die. See Don't a worry. Fire. Right. You will, will actually get to do firefighter things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so your mom can thank me with her therapy bills.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's difficult, you know. It's hard to get somebody in and say, "Yeah, we do a really important job," and then kind of twiddle your thumbs
1: for. You well, know, we do TV. a really important job, but the stuff that they see on TV is not. Right. I mean, we go to water problems. I mean, somebody's pipe burst, and we get called there twice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you want me to do?
0: You mean it's not like Chicago Fire where every call is a three-decker burning to the floor huh. and a car that's in some sort of weird position every single call? You mean we do, like, smoke detector stuff and CO huh. calls? And... Oh,
3: yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. The same telephone. Know,
1: maybe I've been
0: out of this for a little too
1: long. <laughs> 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 the same telephone. Although lately, we've been busy. There's been... Oh, Four, five structure fires.
0: Jeez, you guys and them. the town next door has been happening.
2: I'm not allowed to go into go to anything. So we'll get, we'll get you, you a wheelchair van with a ramp. We'll bring you along. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we'll not swearing, out. so right.
2: I'm going to have to look into the ADA requirements <laughs> and make sure you guys are are meeting all my needs, right? <laughs> <laughs> get your
1: special just, little the wheelchair will have an SCBA pack on the back. I
0: tried to get some of my needs met and I was refused.
1: I was to say, reasonable accommodation. Reasonable I accommodation. couldn't
0: even get a damn hug from the chief. So. <laughs> Again, swearing. Oh no. It wasn't me this time. All right. That's
3: fine. But yeah, it was active. Uh, two local, two next door. Uh, second Mutual Aid Town, I think they had two. Um, In the
4: last two months, we've. Our agency has responded to six structure fires.
1: Six, yeah. Yeah. So. Which is crazy. It is. Seven. Was it seven? Because wasn't there one over there? Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a chimney fire. Well, that was a little more, but yeah. 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 Seven. So I mean, it's that's... been busy. They predicted, like I've been um, reading online, how people are predicting that the calls are going to go up. Because people are antsy due to COVID, and they weren't lying. You
0: said it. the calls that you've had have not had any injuries or very little, or um, we've we've had we've had some
4: injuries. The state is um, it's been a really bad year for fatal fires in the state already. Um, so it's there there has been a lot more personal injury um, than I can remember in recent years.
0: Oh, me too. But I mean, in the in the calls that you've just had, luckily. Nothing serious. Nothing, nothing serious. Nothing serious. I mean, major health loss, but nothing right. health-wise. Yeah. yeah. Property can always be replaced. Absolutely. It sucks, yeah. okay. but it can be replaced. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, three. Three were transported, right, from the Casco fires to the hospitals? Yes. Yeah. But minor injuries. Yeah.
4: Where are we at call volume-wise this year? Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers. We are We are way ahead of where we were last year, I think. Our numbers right now are more realistic to, or more relatable to 2019. Yep. So.
2: See, I feel like we say that every year. It's pretty crazy. Yeah.
4: Last year it was down, and I was surprised. Well, but, yeah, just because. Um, but I, I think. Uh, and, well, because the we're doctors see, were also telling people to stay home. Right, right. And, and I think you'll see um, a lot more tourism in flux
1: this year than we did last year. So the building boom is nuts. It's crazy. I mean, just by my house, so many buildings and a lot of them are not from this area. Yeah.
2: Somebody was telling me that uh Aroostook County is the uh has the has had the greatest influx of population this year.
1: It, like 200% or something. So clearly like they're from out of state and don't know Aroostook County because they well, did not be moving there. Well, no, because they, they saw really cheap... Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> you just did. <dead. laughs> they saw really cheap land and right. just, like... And then they'll move in there from. and realize why. Yeah. And yeah. then want to change it to where they came from.
3: <laughs> it, but that rotates back into, if they're coming from a big city and their expectations have already been established and oh, yeah. they run up Until they to county. a county they realize hours to the right. closest hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going two and a half yeah. hours.
1: That's code 3. Oh right. by, and an by the way I saw a raindrop <laughs> so the helicopter's not flying today.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um and but once again it leads back to is the expectation where they're coming from, visitor or new resident to what's existing and having that
4: conversation too. We were at, we were at one call and, uh, the homeowner came out and says, geez, I, I've lived at us, you know, this is our, this is our, um, vacation home. Um, uh, but I've really been up here since, uh, I'll say March of last year. And I can't believe how fast you guys got here. This is awesome.
0: Hmm. But the sad so. part is they don't realize that whether we're fast or whether we're slow until they need us. Right. Right. And it's too late when it's that point. Yep.
2: There's both sides of it though, because I remember working out on the island. I had a call of somebody like, clearly it screwed up their knee. I was like, all right, cool. You know, we'll get you into the ambulance. And they, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to the hospital here. Like, what do you mean? Like, no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Boston. I've like, had several. Like, like do I that. understand that I had like, one. You're on an island, and like, this looks like a Boston. campground, but uh, like you're you're a boat ride away from real civilization. I promise you, like that's a that's a real hospital. <laughs> like no, I'm gonna go to Boston. Okay, we cool, sign um, this paper.
3: <laughs> it's funny that happens more than you think. In a previous job, um, the number of people with uh, orthopedic injuries that are like I'm here on vacation. Can I make it back home and see my own doctor? And the conversation's had, and yep, sign here. I, you, I have no more responsibility for you. You're on your own. Yeah. And they drive back to Boston, they drive back to Connecticut, and they go see their big city doctors. It's crazy. Can't say much.
2: I drove 18 and a half hours of the broken back. <laughs> <laughs> Case in <and> point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that had nothing to do with my alien
1: Georgia medicine. Well, I was going to say how many. Several how many good hospitals, hospitals that should have stopped prior <laughs> to coming <laughs> to Maine. I <laughs> mean, you driving to Stevens versus going to Mass Gen, I mean, <laughs> I, I was thinking Grady no in Atlanta, Atlanta, you know? Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> what are you thinking?
2: Well, it was just funny when I actually got to the ER, they were like, Oh, how did you get in the plane to get home? It's like, Plane, lady, I, I got in the truck and drove 18 and a half hours
1: home. I had a five speed. I was hammering. What are you talking about? And the lady's like, How are you still alive? <laughs> Basically, just luck. Did they take you know?
3: care of you or did they send you somewhere else? Oh, they
2: just. Uh, so they missed it at first, actually. They just said, yeah, you've got some sprains and some bruises and, you know, just take he it easy. They patted him you'll on the fine. bum and said, go get it. I went <laughs> home, uh, went to sleep, woke up to my phone ringing, and they were like, yeah, so uh, radiology just called, and uh, we we missed a fracture. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's never good. Uh,
1: can you come to the hospital immediately? But don't turn your head. <laughs> just drive the, with both hands around like, your neck
2: oh but then it was funny because they were they just said yeah so uh, you know it's a small fracture there's is really like it's not big enough to operate on uh would you like pain medication and i went you know at this point it's been four days uh no i'm three-fifths of whiskey <laughs>
1: you mean tylenol and whiskey isn't pain medication <laughs> Um give it a rehab after <laughs> <it's possible. laughs> They were like, there's
2: really nothing we can do. Uh if it gets worse, let us know. And then they told me don't strain your back. Like there was no no actual restrictions. There was no, you know, don't lift more than twenty five pounds, don't whatever. No, don't don't strain your back. Like can can you give me some clarification on that? <laughs> Lady, it, it hurts my back to tie my shoes most mornings, so uh is that a no no? Should I get
0: some slippers or uh <laughs> And now Ed's wearing Crocs. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, okay. And anybody else that has training wheels to donate to his dirt bike fetish? Yes, we'll put up We're looking for that. that. Here Here's fun picture for you.
1: Ed has his head tilted sideways, drooling, like I said, in a wheelchair. <laughs> he has flannel pajamas on, <laughs> no socks, and slippers. And he's eating a Big Mac with a straw. <laughs> right. He's drinking his lunch right now.
2: So really, the only thing different is the pajamas.
1: Right. (laughs) He's wearing pants only because he can't take them off. That'll teach you to take a vacation in Georgia. Right?
2: Yep. Oh, that's... Yeah. So I intended to take a vacation to kind of reset things and relax, and that was the worst mistake I've ever made in my entire life. I came back so much more stressed out than I was when I left.
3: And yet, you're still surviving the worst day of your life. Yet.
0: Yeah. Yet. Worst
3: day
2: yet. Worst day
3: Yet. So
2: where are we at? Um, moving forward, now it looks like we have our new equipment. So now we're going to, uh, this was actually a good transition into our
1: regionalization talk. It was. I is, think is yeah. next, right? We noticed that we got our new equipment, but we may need another mic, some more stands, and definitely some cords. We did not buy enough cords. I had to have Ed stop at my house to grab some.
0: Paul, thanks for spontaneously joining us today so we could test out some of this stuff.
3: Well, thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think um, a guest would be occasionally
1: appropriate. No, it's good. Good. It's good to... Yeah, because we have no idea what to talk about, so I'm glad you brought something. And then it didn't even... I don't even think we addressed your initial topic, but whatever. It got us talking. <laughs> so. got us
3: talking. What I got a kick out of this being here for the very first time and not being on social media to listen to any of the ones in the past, the, the flashcard messages that we send each other is amazing.
1: This is, These are trade secrets. You're not supposed to say It anything.
0: used to be hand gestures, but we were knocking mics and making noise, so right. we went to the flashcards. We've even progressed ourselves in this process. Yes,
4: yeah, We're learning. We're learning.
0: I just think it's awesome that this was something that Ed started off the fly for a class that he had and we've taken and this is the 7th episode. Yeah. It's pretty crazy.
4: Yeah.
2: Not that anyone listens, but it's fun right. sit and talk to each other.
4: I think you'd be surprised. I think there's more people out there listen to it right. than If they. you actually
1: listen to this and you hear this message, visit Brian Cole. He has 10 bucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, see how many people come to you or yep.
0: send send him comments on his email. He loves emails. Yes, please.
1: You can get those right off the town website. That the well, this way. is the right only na- town that has your email on the website then. It's right beside the complaint forms, right? <laughs> yeah. When I was trying to contact towns for the training to get more pay- t- t- well, uh, to yeah. a departments a involved, TIA. the town websites don't Do have the toast? fire chief's email address. Really? Yeah, we yeah. just found, what, three of them? Yeah, we found, like, three of them. I had to use Facebook. To send them okay. a message or you to get into the
0: email worth. you have to float a survey
1: yeah
3: yep
0: look at your oh. name and address Jesus. and just, oh, yeah, yeah. credit Persons. card number and i guess i gotta change some <laughs> rules around them <laughs> brian's it like really taking notes <laughs>
4: Yeah. things to change <laughs> yeah. on Monday. i know my
2: my town's uh web page still has like the fire chief from three
1: generations ago (laughs) (laughs) well they don't have an IT guy like James Gary which James Gary was listening but then he left now we can't make fun of him yeah Yeah, he's going to be our new contact he is actually going to to, uh, make us a Facebook. I was going to say
2: big so, announcement. Yeah. yeah, here it yeah. is. Next, a it's going to be Facebook T-shirts page. and stickers. And
1: <laughs> the first T-shirt is just going to be like a circular like um, emblem, but it's going to have Ed in a wheelchair <laughs> with the mic next to him. <laughs> Let's vote on it now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the next one
2: will be John with a burger with a biohazard. Right. Right on <laughs> <it>. For real. <laughs> oh, wow.
4: I still have nightmares.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only the people PTSD. out there listening could smell or taste what we did. <laughs> oh. It was disgusting. Yeah. All right, so
1: let's end this. All right, so, <laughs>
2: so ending, though, um, moving towards uh, regionalization is going to be our next topic. Trying We've to get been more saying DNA that for here. weeks, but, I we know, actually but got now, our now we have our equipment, so we don't have any excuses. Well, finally. We need Cords and more stands. I yeah. said no excuses. We have
3: not. I was going to say, um, getting back to regionalization, there was a recent change in a department. So, oh, shh, shh, wait for next time. <laughs> no, keep going. Just stop tapping the table. Um, well, that's a it's official. So I'm not breaking any groundbreaking news, but who knows? A fresh face.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, it's the department across the river. Yeah. 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 New chief. Yep. Yeah. Big things we'll see mm-hmm <laughs> all right so let's end this okay everybody say goodbye goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>